Right now, we're in the African savanna on a beautiful, sunny summer morning, where we're witnessing a young Amazon PPC campaign in its natural habitat. This juvenile campaign is just two weeks old, newly birthed from Seller Central. You can tell this campaign has so much natural instinct with its fresh new auto-targeting ad groups. Watch closely. You can see already it's learning how to stand and grow, reporting on clicks, conversions, and ACOS. While it seems like this young campaign is healthy and strong, in its youth, it's extremely vulnerable and unprotected from lurking predators. Michael, look! On the horizon, a herd of fierce, irrelevant search queries are approaching. Ah, yes, Stephen. While these queries are dangerous, they don't attack like a lion or a jaguar. Instead, they are parasitic, slowly debilitating an Amazon campaign by draining its ad spend budget to death with low conversion rates. This poor young campaign, defenseless and completely unaware of the encroaching danger. Oh no, the predators have descended upon the campaign. And look, here comes, galloping in the distance, a search term with 75 clicks and no conversions. This is surely the end of this young campaign. Aha, what's this? Suddenly appearing out of the brush. It's a fully grown ad badger charging in. He's coming to save the campaign. And completely upgrading the campaign with new bid optimizations. Michael! The ad badger is completely pulverizing the vicious, unprofitable search terms. The ad badger has proven himself victorious once again, and he will go on to fight and defend more Amazon campaigns here in the savannah for many years to come. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven from Ad Badger, and you are listening to the AMZ PPC Den podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. And you guys can find all of our episodes, show notes, and links at adbadger.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? Steven, we've got some cool news, and I hope you're ready for this cool news. Are you ready for this? Yeah, hit me with it. What's going on? We are officially, as of today, October 24th, 2019, a five-star podcast. According to Apple Podcasts, thank you, everyone out there listening. You guys are awesome. We appreciate it. Thank you. And I wanted to read two quick reviews because I really like these people's uh, Apple podcast name. NJ Daddy on October, six, <laughs> October 16th, 2019. These guys work hard to put together quality content and it shows they always have useful perspectives on PVC management. Thank you, NJ Daddy. I've got another one from Puzine. Uh, who says, I don't think five stars is enough. I've been devouring this content, which, by the way, is a great usage of our theme here about devouring things. This content for our past few days, these guys are so open and transparent about their knowledge, which is a rarity sometimes in the Amazon ecosystem. Uh, I love when I hear a concept that jives with my current understanding, and even more when it makes me stop, consider something I thought I knew. This is awesome. We love our listeners. Thank you all for tuning in week after week, checking us out. You know, we, we recently launched uh, Badger Bites, which are shorter, quick episodes. And the feedback from that has been pretty good too. So doing it for you, doing it for you listening out there. So whether you are driving on the highway, doing dishes 
on a bus, on a train, on a plane. Stephen, where else do people listen to podcasts? Uh, I've definitely listened to it on a plane. Um, when I first got hired at Ad Badger, I listened to like all the episodes just to get caught up to speed. Um, but I don't know. Uh, and you still showed up on day one. I still showed up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I listen to podcasts when I'm doing laundry, so probably then too. Right on. Let's jump into some of the meat of this episode. By the end of this episode, we are going to introduce you to a topic, to a strategy that I rarely say this, Stephen. I rarely, rarely, rarely say that something almost always works. I would say there's like a 99.9% chance that if you implement what we are talking about today, it will work almost like 99% of the time. Like there's no reason why this shouldn't work. And we're going to get into this. We're going to be talking about single keyword sponsored product campaigns. I'm super stoked about it. Uh, and we've talked about this before on the show in passing. We've talked about it in meetings, Stephen, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we mentioned, I think, probably four weeks ago, we said something like, hey, we we're, we're going to be testing out the single keyword campaign strategy. We'll let you guys know how it goes. Um, we've gotten some results. Uh, we've come up with an idea. I don't think this strategy should be used 100% of the time for every single keyword in your campaign, for every single product. Um, but we do think that there is a special way in which you can um, tap into this strategy and really get some impressive results. Um, so that's what we're here to talk about today. Yes. And I wanted to introduce a new fun thing for the show. We might do this every episode or, or we might just do it periodically, but it's pretty interesting right here. Uh, let's jump into the super quick section, the brand analytics section. Walk us through this, Stephen. What are the most frequently searched terms on Amazon over the, the last week? Yeah, so brand analytics is something that you have access to if you are a brand registered seller on Amazon. Um, you'll see it in the, shoot, what section is it in? I believe it's reports. in- Reports, yeah, reports, brand analytics. Um, and you can actually see what are, how does Amazon rank the most frequently searched terms? Um, you can look at either on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, or a quarterly basis. Um, and this is actually gonna, what we're going to tap into a little bit on this episode where we talk about that single keyword campaign strategy. Um, but fun trivia for you guys, for the week of October 13th to October 19th, what do you think is the number one of all time, or I mean of this week, searched uh, term? Of all Take time, of the last week. Of uh, this whole time that took up the sap seven days. <laughs> the answer is Halloween. Halloween, the most frequently searched term for this last week. Uh, and Mike, what's number two? Number two, SpongeBob SquarePants. You know, I actually just started watching uh, episode one of season one of SpongeBob like a couple weeks ago because I was like, realized I'd never seen the first episode. It's kind of kind of funny. It's like how SpongeBob gets hired and everything. Anyways, huh? Okay. Um, real quick. Another another thing is uh, for the last for the last quarter, and I'm pretty sure I've seen this pretty consistently across the year. The the number one most frequently searched search term. This one is uh, I'm pretty sure of all time, or at least of 2019, is the search iPhone charger. So yeah. if you're trying to sell iPhone chargers, you're in a very competitive uh, search. <laughs> and uh, best of luck to you. I mean, you got to buy a new one all the time because it keeps changing on it's you. True. I'm an it's Android true. guy. I'm an Android guy. Uh, so let's jump in to the meat of this episode. So this 
maybe, maybe at one point in time, it was a very crazy concept. Maybe it sounds crazy to you because you've never heard of this. But, you know, we give recommendations. We talk about keyword dumping strategies where people dump way too many keywords in a single ad group, you know, 100 at a time. And, you know, we try to recommend, you know, maybe 20-ish or so in a single ad group. Today we are talking about, though, not one keyword in one ad group and then having that campaign of several ad groups. We are talking about one campaign with one ad group in it with one keyword in that. We are talking about single keyword campaign sponsored products. Now, if that sounds crazy to you, just to sort of kick this off as a preamble, the reason why this is not crazy is because placement settings, top of search, product pages, and rest of search can perform wildly different. And you cannot set these bid modifiers at the keyword level. They can only be done at the campaign level. So if you want to set bid modifications per keyword, well, my friends, the only way to do that is to put a single keyword in a single campaign. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And we actually joked about this earlier when we were preparing for the show that, uh, you know, why do single keyword campaigns? It's as simple as that (laughs) placement settings are campaign level settings. And therefore, you should take advantage of single keyword campaigns because uh, every right. keyword is going to perform differently. And, and we almost we almost joke we could just be like, well, and that's the end of the show right there and make that's it like a show. five second episode. Um, but yeah, uh, we've definitely talked about placement settings a lot. I think it's a very underutilized uh, feature for um, bidding and for campaign optimization. And one thing that you do have to keep in mind that gets kind of tricky is chances are if you have a brand and people are, so say you have one, you have one campaign and you've got hundreds of keywords in this campaign, ranging from phrase match to broad match, exact match. You've got branded keywords. You're bidding on competitors, keywords. You have generic keywords. Well, chances are that top of search, like the majority of the impressions for that top of search are probably branded keywords. Like you're probably winning top of search for your own brand because of quality score and all that stuff. Um, probably not winning top of search for competitors brands, who knows about generic brands, um, but that the data is just not segmented out that way. And so the idea would be uh, give every individual keyword its own campaign so that you, know, you can really evaluate the data there and make changes accordingly. However, this comes with some cons. And one of those cons is overly segmented data. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always... Uh, it's a constant balance with campaign management and account structure with having so much segmentation that you're actually able to control everything and and have as much control as possible. And then the data being so split up that it's really hard to make informed decisions because you're now dealing with like 10 clicks and like 50 Mm -hmm. impressions instead of hundreds of clicks and thousands of impressions. So it's a little harder to make. um, I think Mike earlier, you called it the rules of averages or the principles of averages. What was it? Yeah. So, you know, we're bumping up against two things. One is the problem with averages, right? So if you go into any ad group that has multiple keywords in it and you go into that campaign uh, and you set placement settings, you are doing it based off the average top of search for all of these keywords together. You're doing it off the average product page performance and the rest of search performance for all of these keywords in this ad group. So that's one issue that you bump into that you're, you're, playing with the averages because the average for top of search for the account might be 
on average, it can, you know, it has a 30% ACOS. And then you go into one campaign and top of search might have a 20% ACOS. And then you go somewhere else into an individual keyword and that maybe has a 10% ACOS. You know, whatever it might be, understanding what level you're viewing things at and whether you're looking at an average or average of an entire ad group, average of an entire campaign with multiple keywords in it compared to just the data for one keyword, which can vary wildly from keyword A to keyword B. So that's the first thing to think about, the, that you can't really do placement settings in a multi-keyword uh, manual sponsored product campaign truly effectively. So you're, you're doing it better than zero if you are making top of search product page bid modifiers in a manual campaign, that's better than not having any. But if you really wanted to get granular, you would break it out single keyword campaigns. The second part of that is, you know, where does this start and where does this end? You don't want to be so segmented that every time you just look at your account, you're just overwhelmed with data. You don't really understand. You're going to have random campaigns that maybe only get two clicks a month and things like that. And that can actually get in the way of good optimization. So we're going to talk about how to strike a balance here, how to approach this. And I think I answered your question, Stephen. Yeah. Um, and, and this kind of goes back to a, a concept we were talking about a, a couple months ago, single keyword ad groups um, or SCAGs, as they're commonly known. Um, this kind of comes from the, from the Google ads, PPC world. The single keyword ad groups is controversial as it is. Um, mm -hmm. Like a lot of people, like that's that's a very controversial topic. Now we're talking about single keyword campaigns, which like if ad groups are controversial, campaigns you can only imagine how much more so these would be mm -hmm. controversial. And you, basically, what the debate comes down to is um, some the people who are pro single keyword ad groups or single keyword campaigns. Um, they recognize you can tailor your ads to to you know really match the keywords. You just have made a greater control over everything. People against it are saying. Um, that like, this isn't how Google or Amazon wants you to structure your campaigns. Like they want a campaign to have multiple ad groups and each ad group to have multiple, uh, keywords. And so they're saying you'll, you'll probably be penalized by Google or, uh, Amazon for having this type of structure. Um, and then the other thing is just the, the, the optimization works obviously gonna be a lot more because now, uh, you're going to have thousands of campaigns which mm -hmm. need to be clicked on and then click into the ad group and then click into the keywords. It's just like a lot of clicks, a lot of things to do. Um, ideally, you're pretty good with with bulk sheets if you're going to be doing a single keyword campaign. Is that what you're about to say? I saw you were about to open your mouth. I, I, I was going to say, you know, currently, based off the data that we see, it doesn't seem like there's any penalization going on. It, it actually seems like you're getting an unfair advantage if you do this. Like you're doing something that your competitors just simply don't know about. And, you know, every once in a while, a digital marketing trend comes through like this. And I don't think this is like gray hat. This isn't black hat. I, I think this is just a very underutilized way to approach placement settings. So I'm, I'm very cautious against doing anything that's like against the rules or anything like that. But so far, so good, and, and I, I don't, I don't believe this breaks any rules. Um, I, I, it's more like if you do keyword dumping, that's not really the what was intended for an ad group. So then you get weird things that happen with keyword dumping. I don't see weird things happening when something like that when with single keyword campaigns. Yeah, and we are still pretty new 
on this strategy um, just a couple weeks in. Um, but so far, we've seen two really positive results that uh, we want to dive into. But first is, is like we said, um, every keyword is going to perform differently. Uh, and just for sake of ease, let's just say we're, we're only using exact match keywords because obviously broad match just complicates everything way more. Um, but say you only have exact match keywords and so you're only targeting certain searches. Um, each keyword for your product might convert a little bit better because maybe one keyword is like, or search term is exactly what your product is. And another one is pretty close. I mean, let's just use the example. Um, let's just say you're selling a product that's 12 inches by 16 inches. And there's a search for 11 inches by 15 inches. Um, and so that search isn't quite as specific as 12 by 16, but the 11 by 15 is still close enough and, and people will still purchase your product, but the 12 by 16 is going to convert way, way better. And so that's so that keyword's worth, hey, we, let's throw this one to the top of the search, let's bid extra because it's converting well, it's driving in a lot of sales. The other one, you know, we sometimes wanna get top of search, but maybe not as frequently because the bids are more competitive and the ROI just isn't there. Um, but those increasing bids for top of search are campaign level adjustments. You can't do those for individual keywords. So that's one simple example of, of why you would want to segment out these, uh, these keywords into separate campaigns. Yeah, so, so let's start talking about how to approach this, right? Uh, because, you know, I imagine the first time anyone hears about something like this, it's all of a sudden, whoa, what am I gonna have? Like 500 campaigns, I only have, 10 products. It's going to be so cumbersome to optimize and manage. Uh, it's already difficult to manage a small campaign, let alone one where we're talking about potentially adding hundreds of campaigns. Um, so what I would definitely say, sort of like bubble this up, meaning you want the best, just like you just described, you want to be intentional about what you're doing and why you're doing it, and then bubble up the very best search terms to the top. Um, so as you get a search term that's reliable, that converts well, that you have good data on, then you can start small, start by testing any strategy that you hear from anyone. Always try to chip away at it and, and sort of test it first before you go and do some big overhaul of your account, uh, even if you hear it on the show, because you know you want to have confidence when you do something to your entire account. So you want to sort of test it in a small pocket, just like, you know, we've done internally over the last few weeks, which was testing it with just, you know, a few keywords at a time, start to get some data. So I would definitely say start small. Do not think that you have to go this week and create a hundred new single keyword campaigns for your top hundred keywords. Start small. And I think that I would, I would approach that first. Would you say the highest traffic search terms exact match, these are going to deserve, probably deserve their own campaign to really hone in on those placement settings. Yeah. So like I said, the first reason why you would want to use this strategy is to, because every keyword is going to convert differently based on ad placement. So you'll want to take advantage of that segmentation. The second reason is because every, not all searches are created equal. Um, hold on. I said not I said not all searches, and my Siri thought I was talking to her. <laughs> um, not all searches are created equal. Um, some are going to have way more traffic than others and be way more competitive. So like we said, iPhone charger, or mm -hmm. I guess what's going on this week, like Halloween or SpongeBob SquarePants, if you're selling products that relate to those items, um, there's a ton of search, like there's a ton of searches going on. Like we're talking like 
hundreds of thousands of searches a week um, in order to, to get those kinds of rankings. So those are going to be more competitive. And that exact search, so if you're bidding, say you have a phrase match keyword Halloween, you may be willing to spend, you know, two, three dollars a click to win the top of top of search for the exact phrase Halloween. But if you just have a phrase match keyword um, or you have a bunch of keywords where some say Halloween gifts, Halloween party supplies, Halloween decorations, uh, if you have all those keywords, not all of those keywords are worth three dollar bids to get to the top of search. Um, but if you so anyways, let me let me cut to the chase here. So what I made the mistake of doing um, one time is I mistook uh, my, I downloaded a search and re report and I looked at which were the searches with the most impressions and was like, okay, these are the highest trafficking searches because these are the search terms with the most impressions. Uh, and so therefore these are the most important ones that we should be like, you know, bidding aggressively on, creating um, tailor headlines towards. And then I found out about the uh, brand analytics and how you could actually check search frequency rank, which is the, you know, how frequently is this search term actually typed in by a customer. And I created a report for one of our customers, which compared uh, the highest ranking search terms to how many impressions we're getting for each of these search terms. And I noticed there was a big, uh, a big, what would you call it? like a like a discrepancy between how many impressions we were getting for certain searches versus how highly those searches were ranking. Um, and just to give you one example, we only got one impression on a search term, which was the one, two, three, four, fifth most. So as far as relevant searches go, this was the fifth most highly frequencing uh, search. And we only had one impression on it. And I realized part of why that is, is, be is because of those product page placements, you know, maybe you weren't doing so well on product pages. You were having a lot of wasted ad spend. So you decreased your bid on the keyword. Um, but now you're not getting any impressions on that search whatsoever. And so in order to fix that, you know, these types of searches, like the top five most trafficked searches are something that you were going to want to have separate campaigns for. And so here's my strategy and sorry, I, I just talked for a long time, but my strategy for these single keyword campaigns is throw up a 900% multiplier, uh, for increased or yeah, increased multiplier for top of search. And basically these top five searches that are the most important searches be like, we're going to win top of search every single time for this product. Our bids are like 20 cents right now. So after the 900% increase, we're bidding $2 for that top of search. But if you open those campaigns, we have, uh, yeah, 100% of our impressions are going to top of search. So it's just a very aggressive campaign that so far has been really successful. We'll come back to the actual data on that in a moment. Right. So in this case, uh, is this a branded, are these branded terms? These are not branded terms. Okay, but these terms are incredibly important to the particular customer. So making sure we maximize visibility is very is huge here. And I'm guessing that if they were only getting a few impressions previously because they weren't competitive for top of search, now you're able to take just that keyword and make it competitive for top of search. Whereas before it was in, in a group where maybe not every keyword deserved that aggressive top of search placement. Right. And if I could mm -hmm. also, yeah, let me just jump into some of the data here real quick. Um, I, I, we used a, a 60 day search term report and we found that there were, there were two search. So here's the thing for this specific account, the most frequently searched term, um, on Amazon's ranking from like one, from like ranking from one to like the hundreds of thousands, <laughs> um, 
There was one term that was ranking below 800. So pretty high ranking overall. Uh, the second most highestly searched term was above 5,000. So there was clearly a huge, like this one search term in particular was hugely significant with under 800 and the next closest search was, was over 5,000 and the next one was over 9,000, the next over 12 and 17 and 18, 24,000. So this one search term in particular was very, very valuable. And so what, over the last 60 days, this account had only gotten six orders for this search um, at an A cost of 40%. Then we rolled out our strategy, this single keyword campaign with just this one search term in it, targeting top of search with 900%. And by the way, the conversion rate on that last search term was 13%. After we rolled out the single campaign strategy, over the course of a weekend, so two days, we got 21 orders at a 20% conversion rate, still having 40% ACoS. And mm -hmm. now we're a week into this campaign strategy, we're still at 40% ACoS, but we now have 57 orders. And that's all from top of search. And so and still and still getting that 20% conversion rate. So you can just see the drastic performance difference for this one specific exact match keyword that we couldn't have done this strategy if that keyword was lumped in with because we don't want all the keywords in the account to have a 900% increased top of search, just this one because it's such an important search term that we want to win every single time. Right. So this is just to break this down, because uh, that was such a huge, uh, I want to say value bomb, but it's our show. So I feel like I need to say value bite. That was such a big value bite that I feel like I just want to break it down. Essentially, what you just described was that you found something that already was converting, you know, maybe six orders over 60 days was doing okay, just sort of hanging out there at 40% ACOS. But then once you went through that term into brand analytics, you actually saw that it gets searched so many times. And here you are with like a, a paltry amount of impressions, some conversions over a 60-day time frame. And you're like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense because this is such a relevant keyword. And then you went in and you basically said, let's turn up the top of search just for this guy and capture some of these big searches because it's searched in such a high volume. And then from there, it's still converted at the same conversion rate because it's still the same word. But all of a sudden now we are bidding more aggressively at the top of search, winning loads of more searches and just connecting on volume. So this is a, this single keyword campaign strategy, not only does it help you set specific bid placements based off a single a specific keywords performance levels for top of search, rest of search, and product pages, but it also allows you to just take a look at, you know, for key, keywords that are probably high volume and high converting items that you're just completely missing out on and helps you fine tune that. So that's, that's a really cool piece of information to know. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, and the other reason why um, why you guys will really want to tap into, I mean, I personally think that search frequency rank to search term impressions report was so eye-opening is because it just really opens up some, some holes that could be going on in your advertising. I mean, like, there was one search term that we have zero impressions for that somehow along the line, like, we just, we, this search term just never got picked up on any of our keywords. And so mm -hmm. we're like, okay, ton of missed opportunity there. Let's now that we know this is a, this is a highly ranking search term, like 
let's create a separate campaign that's just trying to gain impressions on this one search specifically. Right. The second piece of the puzzle that I want to ask you about is, so currently there's no way to really understand, you know, search term placement performance. Uh, because if you have keywords, multiple keywords in a single ad group, uh, so you have a dozen keywords in an ad group, you can't really look at a keyword and be like, oh, okay, this converts twice as good at top of search. Let me go ahead and peel this out, stick it into its own campaign, and then apply uh, new placement bids and rest of search. And we've, we've talked about this on the show. Just go to adbadger.com slash blog and just type in placement settings uh, or placement bid adjustments. We talk about how to think about these. Uh, don't want to make this episode too long and talk about this here as well. But basically, how do you approach that first step? So let's say I'm looking at a keyword in my account. It's good. It's high value. It's an exact match. Uh, and I know just because it's grouped in with other keywords, I know that my placement settings just are not correct. Like there's no way to get placement settings correct in a multiple keyword ad group. So there's just no way. When I take this out and I put it into an ex in, in its own campaign, what do you recommend of, on where people start their placement settings? Do you just let it run, let it gather data, and then you make adjustments? Or do you kind of look at the averages from the campaign that it was in? Or do you kind of make estimations? How, do, how, do, how would you approach that? <laughs> Yeah, so I would recommend um, I would recommend just only doing the single keyword campaign strategy for uh, you know tap into brand analytics, figure out what are probably the top ten, maybe fifteen most frequently searched uh, you know terms that are relevant to your product, and those are the ones that are worthy of their own campaigns because they're just so important. Um, or if you just have any exact match keywords, like if you just get a targeting report and you have some exact match keywords that have like thousands and thousands of impressions, like they're just like the most hit keywords, um, those might be something worth sticking into their own campaign so you can really optimize those uh, placement settings for that keyword. Um, Why not swing for the fences in the sense of you, you, as soon as you see a search term generate some level of conversions, you look at that and you say, I want this to be bid properly for top of search, rest of search, and product pages. Why not research, basically sort of like research, like peel and stick it out of that multiple ad group, multiple keyword ad group, and put it into its own campaign? Right. So there's actually two different campaign strategies going on at the moment right now, too. Uh, one is optimizing a keyword to hit the target ACoS at each of the three placement levels, whether it's top of search, product pages, rest of search. So mm -hmm. yes, yeah, so you could do that. You could optimize to hit the top, to hit your, your target in each of those places. What I was, the other strategy it, with just those searches that are like the highest, like frequently searched right. terms, those ones are search terms that you're basically going to say, I want to win top of search every time. Correct. And so, so there right. are kind of two different campaign strategies where one is like, Hey, this search is so frequent. I just want to nail top of search. And you know, when you first start doing that, your your CPCs may go through the roof. Your ACoS may go through the roof until you've gotten enough conversions on that search that Amazon realizes, oh, this is a good product. And they start to discount your CPCs and sort of give you a break because you're doing such a good job up there. Um, so that's one strategy. Just like, hey, burn out to win top of search so that we can kill it uh, and just steal all the traffic. Then the second strategy is, is yes, to just optimize your ACoS at all three of the placement settings for those keywords. Um, 
So yeah, like you were saying, like if, if something converts after a certain number of conversions or after a certain number of total impressions or clicks, uh, yeah, it may be worthy of its own campaign to really optimize those settings. We've got these two prevailing strategies that are, you know, the one taking, taking a search term out, peeling that out and putting it into its own single keyword campaign so that you can optimize it perfectly in accordance with its performance on top of search, rest of search, and product pages. And then the other strategy of using this to really boost volume on really high traffic terms and that, that you convert well for it, just sort of maximizing it. So we've got those two principles here. And the question that I think is worth asking is how can you do this quickly and at scale? Because going in and creating a dozen new campaigns uh, inside the campaign manager, going in and maintaining these over time, going in and potentially creating 50, 100 over the next year, new campaigns can seem pretty arduous, which brings us to bulk files. And, you know, Stephen, I have to give it up to you. When you are, you, you have taken to bulk files, bulk op files, better than I think anyone I've ever seen. So walk us through, and I know this is a podcast where we won't be able to see your screen, but just walk us through the general process of turning this into a reality with bulk files. Um, yeah, well, we just started doing a, a masterclass um, as part of the PPC Den Academy, um, which if you guys haven't signed up for that yet and you're trying to learn more about Amazon advertising, we do have a, an online course that I think you could find is really helpful. Walk me through that. You start by downloading a search term report. And then what? Or a bulk file? Let's yeah, give me so, the broad strokes. So what this would look like um, is you would take a search term report um, and you would take basically all of the, or actually you could export. You could Even for brand analytics, you can export those uh, as a CSV file, all of those search terms. So you know, find some source, whether it's your search term report, whether it's brand analytics, whether it's a targeting report and just looking at all of your exact match keywords. You literally just copy and paste uh, that list, you set up a, uh, uh, you download a template for your bulk operations, and you're basically just gonna create however, so say you have like 80 keywords or 80 searches. You're gonna create real quick 80 campaigns, you're gonna create 80 ads, you're gonna create 80 ad groups, and 80 keywords, and 80 campaign by placements. Those are all record types. So again, you'll have right. to check into the thing to see the record types and bulk operations. Um, you're just gonna do 80 for all of those. You're gonna just type in some generic title. that's like this product, single keyword, and then whatever the keyword is. Um, your ads, you're just gonna upload your SKUs for all of them. Your keywords, you're just gonna copy paste that list over. Um, campaign by placement is all gonna be the exact same. Where top of search is 900% or whatever your, your strategy is. Um, and then you upload it. And now you have 80 campaigns. I mean, that whole process, once you practice it and you know, just get faster with it, you could easily do that in five to 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so faster than manually clicking create campaign. Sure. In it would be, it would be at least 500 clicks to yeah. do th that manually. It would easily take uh, an hour or and, two in campaign manager. Yeah. And you know, we, we never try to pitch anything on the show, but I mean, you've created like, as of right now, we're adding to it every week, but I think that's something like 
90 minutes on using these bulk files, which is awesome. Um, and honestly, like it's early days for the Academy still. So it's like pretty cheap. So I, yeah. I feel like another thing that, know, another thing that I, yeah. I, not to toot my own horn, but another thing that I do think is toot helpful it. about these courses is like, so can't, so if you download a template from Amazon on bulk operations, it's so outdated. Like when it says bidding strategy for the campaign, it still says bid plus and you have to do on, right. or, on or off. But that's not how it works mm -hmm. anymore. Nowadays, that will throw an error if you try to upload that. You have to say either dynamic bids down only or up and down or fixed bids. And even with record types, it doesn't give you the campaign by placement record type option in the template. You have to like turn yeah. off form validation. So anyways, I'll show you how to do all that stuff to, to get around those those uh, problems yeah. with Amazon's version. You know, bid, bid Plus, our content on Bid Plus is still like in the top 25 most viewed content on the Ad Badger site. Explain that. That's crazy. That. Considering that still I, searching for this hasn't stuff? been around since February. Right. Uh, so we've talked about a whole bunch of stuff. We've talked about this concept of single keyword campaigns. We talked about how that is the only way to be able to set placement bid adjustments for individual keywords. We talked about the reason behind that because for any one keyword, the performance for top of search product pages and rest of search can be so wildly different, you know, um, 2x, 3x times difference between their top of search performance and the rest of search performance. And if you have multiple keywords in a single campaign, there's no way you can fine tune your placement settings. And there's two reasons to fine tune your placement settings per keyword. A, because you can look at the data on it and be sure you're setting the specific bid for that particular keyword of what it's worth for top of search, what it's worth for product pages, and what it's worth for uh, rest of search. And reason number two is because it's really the only way to juice up some of the biggest, most valuable terms in your account. And I think that is this entire episode, Stephen, summed up in a nutshell. Uh, Anything else to say? Last words on single keyword campaigns. This is not going to be the last time that I'm sure we're going to be talking about it. So closing thoughts on single keyword campaigns, crazy or not, do you recommend people do it? I would recommend doing more than 10 to 15 single keyword campaigns, but definitely for those most important search terms, uh, I think it, the ROI is definitely there. This is the way to give them some juice. So that is our show. You can get all of our episodes at adbadger.com slash podcast. And we'll see you next time in the Badger Den. Hey, everybody. It's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, we actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, and if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you. And we'll see you next episode.